0: Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 51, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric and I am Jason Santos. My man. So, uh about a year and a half ago, I put down money on a car. Fuck you. Which oh, is- I remember this. Probably like an unusual thing, you know, unless you're like 16 and you're like saving (laughs) for a car. You probably don't hear people say that very often. This is the Tesla Model 3. So uh, I've been waiting, 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 waiting. There's been scant details since then, like some spy shots here and there as they're testing stuff. So they're actually handing over the first 30 to reservation holders this Friday and doing a full live stream reveal of all of the final details really specs packages how much it's going to cost final range and there's expected to be some surprises they said the base model 3 would get 215 miles on a charge for a base price of 35k but now they're saying um the suspicion is based on some spy photos and some other things and some info that's kind of leaked out that they actually have a new new battery uh, new lithium-ion battery configuration that's going to allow them to get more energy density out of less weight. So they actually think that the there's going to be two uh, like a, a 60 and a 75 kilowatt battery option on the Model 3, and they think the 75 is going to get 310 miles on a single charge. You have got to be kidding me. So 310
1: yeah. miles on one charge. 310 on one charge. Yeah. Does the higher battery deliver more torque? Yes, it's also more powerful. Interesting. How many horsepower does it, um, if
0: you, it, what does it relate to one horsepower? Well, if you look at the highest performance um, Tesla Model S right now, you're in like the 670s as far as horsepower. Good God. Because horsepower takes into
1: account weight. Yes. Which is a huge factor in in
0: these cars. Yeah, because the battery packs are really heavy. Yeah. Uh, which, but but still which, lighter which than a regular the handling car. and the safety
1: lighter lighter than a than a internal combustion car
0: um, is that true or no I think they're pretty heavy you know I mean compared to like maybe not to like a regular sort of production car people are driving the street but as far as like drag racing or something like they would be considered yeah. on the heavier side
1: where okay. they still
0: have the power there's a guy who like gutted out his um, P100D mm-hmm. uh, so P is the performance uh model 100 is the 100 kilowatt hour d just means all-wheel drive dual motor so the dual motors are slightly faster and they have slightly longer range because one motor is um tuned for the city and one is tuned for highway so it can intelligently switch between the kind of driving that you're doing wow so you get like 10 more miles out of the same kilowatt hour battery if you have dual motors even though it's a little heavier um so Shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So I I'm to see I'm so, you're, I'm super, you're I'm see. so stoked. Cuz you have no yeah. idea what's coming. So Friday at like 11:30 Central, Elon's coming on stage. Full reveal. Friday? Did you say That's Friday. Yep at uh sorry did you say 130? 1130 1130 central. central yeah so they're having like a big Dude. big party employee appreciation party cuz the employees have been working super hard this is like their mass market release so this is like oh my what god. they've been building so towards mad. in their ultimate plan i mean they have by some counts like over 500,000 reservations on this car good god i didn't know it was that high yeah i, I I've seen speculation that it's like in like around five hundred thirty thousand,
1: and that's a non refundable deposit.
0: Uh, No, you can get a refund. You can, yeah. Okay, wow. So, but if you if you put one in right now, if you went and were like heard this podcast and you're like Eric is a fucking genius, I'm gonna go order this. I never, by some reason, I've been living under a rock. I've never heard of this Tesla Model Three. I'm gonna go order one right now. The soonest you would get it is like very late twenty eighteen, maybe early twenty nineteen. They, because they have to Year work through file. all of those reservations. Of course,
1: yeah. That even that's not that bad though.
0: No. They're expecting once they get up to full production ramp to do like twenty five thousand a month. Interesting. I wonder how that um
1: Huh. How how have they um it seems like they've were able to weather the storm with their internal um kind of HR issues better than Uber.
0: Isn't right? Yeah, I mean the – I are you referring to like the safety issues at the factory, or
1: I guess I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had some. Safe- that? I thought there was also some like I don't. I, I could be wrong about yeah. like some maybe harassment or like I don't know. There was some HR shit going okay. down with them.
0: Yeah, I haven't really heard anything about harassment. The most recent thing was they had some um, issues at the Fremont factory, which they actually bought for like a song. From it was a joint Toyota. Okay. Ford, I think, or Toyota GM factory in Fremont that um, they sold for like, I want to say Tesla got it for like $70 million or something like that. For fuck's sake. And turned it around. They're actually, um, yeah, building. Anyways, I, I, I are <laughs> yeah. talking about Tesla all, all fucking night. Of course, yeah. They, they were having some safety issues. There was an independent agency that went in and reported um, higher than industry average um, accidents. That's so right. I ba- do remember that basically what happened was Elon, it, like he's pushing so hard. Th- the response was like, is being touted in business circles. It's like, this is how you actually do. This is an amazing example of leadership. So what he did was he immediately created another shift. So people could work shorter shifts. And he sent out an email to the entire company and basically said, I am ultimately responsible for this. Uh, I want to – I'm going to see every single accident report from here on out, and I'm going to go to the factory and perform the task that that person was performing when they were injured, and I'm going to make sure that we do anything that's humanly possible to make sure no one ever gets injured ever again. Jesus Christ. So, Who does that? Yeah, exactly. Nobody does that. So, wow. I, I'm a huge Tesla fanboy. I think they're yeah. super interesting company. I think oh, all the stuff they're doing yeah. – and you know solar power with the the solar roofs and um, they're about to like oh my god
1: that stuff give a massive
0: battery backup uh, to the country like the largest ever battery backup to Australia Australia. to run solar power yeah I Uh, love that
1: that setup they have with Australia so no shit man that's a
0: big thing so Friday fucking shit drops man yeah I was thinking about having like rallying a bunch of Local people who are interested in it. Why wouldn't you? And like do a watch party, but if it's if it's the thing starts at eleven thirty, I it's don't really no want a bunch of people I don't know up in your. Oh, it's a sh- no eleven thirty at night.
1: Oh, it's eleven thirty at night. Yeah,
0: so it's gonna go until like one in the morning. Oh, fuck you know? that! No, so, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: If it was at a bar or something, maybe. But yeah. what kind of bar? Like, yeah. Well, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. And um, how or how soon did you? How quickly after the announcement did you put your deposit down?
0: I put it down. So I wish I'd put it down sooner. <laughs> I we were on vacation. I okay. was on vacation with the family, so I didn't like watch it in real time. I watched it the next morning. So I put it out. There were people who, as soon as they could possibly be in line, were in line. Like before they'd even seen the vehicle. Like I, waiting for I the into, type of shit. I wait. Yeah. If, and but it would be, if you didn't know, if you had heard of this thing called an iPhone, but you hadn't even seen a picture of it, like that's when these people put their money down. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to actually see the vehicle first. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely interested. So I, I put a thousand dollars at like 8am the morning after the announcement. Oh, for fuck's sake. One day later you did. Not even. Yeah. Like <laughs> <Okay>. 12 hours. <laughs> all after right. The announcement. All right. So you're so, way up on the list. I'm pretty far up on the list comparatively. Yeah. Does um, that mean you get it sooner? So the other thing is and I think this is actually smart so they're going to produce the least complicated vehicles first which means mm-hmm. they're going to do the the single motor rear wheel drive ones for, first and obviously because of where we live in Minnesota with snow I'm going to wait for the dual motor all wheel drive. Yep. So they're going to produce those second. So by The estimates that I've seen, and who knows, it all depends on how fast they ramp production and all that stuff. I'm probably looking at June or July of 2018 when I get my car. Super exciting. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm stoked. I can't wait to go for a fucking ride in that thing. And it has uh, autopilot level two, like full self-driving. What the fuck? It's not fully autonomous yet. Like full autonomy is like level five. This is like level two or three. I can't wait to get in that thing and just set it and
1: roll, and we just have a conversation while we're while we're fucking somewhere. Yeah, so
0: good. That's so good. Yeah. So uh, have you been? Netflix continues to just like push out content at like an almost alarming rate. I'm almost afraid for them. They're going to topple beneath their own weight. That's how much content they're putting out.
1: It's you're afraid like it's getting released at such a rate that you 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 fear for something getting lost in the shuffle, you know, because bit. they're they're um most people view on on mobile um, or on a device like an Apple TV or something. Yep. So that means that your search methods are. You know, the Netflix originals carousel is so fucking long now. With So myself. it's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And like, yeah, it's nuts. And, you know, the I had just finished watching um binge, binge, binge. I was on vacation last week. Binge watching Bosch. Right. um and i'd like to talk about that a little bit later okay. we'll bring that which back which is an up. amazon prime show just As to be an, clear that is an yeah. amazon prime show um i was at a cabin up north in minnesota and it didn't have any internet so i was watching it like on my phone like just streaming it through the data thing <laughs> just, just screwing like, your data plan <laughs> fucking it I, fuck i didn't care. i just rolled yeah. and watched like two seasons that's awesome and then was like, hungry. I was just enjoying, like, the escapism of, like, getting sucked into a series, and I was like, God, I wish there's nothing else out there as good as this, and I flip on Netflix, I look, and I'm like, there's a new... I'm like, that's fucking Jason Bateman. I'm like, that's... What is that? I click on Ozark. I'm like, Ozark? I'm like, this is... And then it opened with their font, which is so shitty. Yeah. And I'm like, this fucking thing is gonna suck and then about eight minutes later I was like holy shit this is fucking can they keep this up and it didn't stop (laughs) from that point until the actual end of the entire first season like it it, like peaked and then like just kept
0: going like unbelievable it it is a prime example I think of modern storytelling where it's like we're gonna the inciting incident is gonna be as soon as possible. We're gonna suck exactly. you into these characters and the storyline and like what's at stake is very clear, extremely early. Yep. and we're just gonna keep you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Exactly right. Yep. The inciting incident is like just
1: crammed how how <laughs> soon can you get it?
0: Right. And to the point of almost like I've seen some like you don't even necessarily fully understand everything that you've seen. Like they're not They don't handhold before they like shit gets real. Well, the inciting you're still trying to figure out what is this video that he's watching and how did he get this and what's going on. That's what I was going to say. The inciting incident
1: occurs before it it occur occurs before like you even you come into the picture after the inciting incident mm -hmm. has already occurred. So you're watching a flashback in in essence
0: when you come in because you're watching that video, which is a, a premise just like a premise of good storytelling and that that anyone knows is you always want to start in the middle like yeah. insert someone in the middle of the action and what's happening don't like start with this big wind up you start in the middle yeah and, but yeah, even more, it's even by like modern storytelling standards, that thing gets going real, real fast. Very fast. And in a very compelling way. What do you know about
1: the writer? What do you know about the story? Do you have any background on it? Because I haven't looked into it at all.
0: No, I mean, besides knowing um, the actors that are involved, that thing just like popped up. It's like, yeah, I know, you know right? Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about it nope. in the press. You know, I mean, not that I'm, like, following every I'm single Netflix thing that's in development. That would be, like, a podcast and a hobby in and of itself. Exactly. Um, And, honestly, there's so much of it, and, you know, it's obviously target, somewhat targeted at different watching demographics. Not all of it is made for us, and not all of it hits with us exactly. or resonates with us. So, but Ozark definitely... I haven't finished the whole thing yet. I'm. I have. I think a couple episodes left, but it is solid. Yeah, it's hard to like. I can't. I'm looking forward to you finishing
1: it. I'm because like. I think it's way better than Bloodline, for example. It is better than Bloodline. Um, I enjoyed Bloodline a lot. I I loved all the characters. Um, I thought it. I thought it was um really well crafted. Um. And I'm a huge fan of like location as character, yep. you know, um, which Bloodline has in Spades. But I mean, Jesus, the name of Ozark, like yeah. it's in the like. And I mean, it's they, like
0: Southern Gothic noir. Yep, yep. It's exactly what it,
1: is. it it it's it's Southern Gothic noir. But you know, but.
0: In Ozarks. the best, like Charles Williford was obviously placed in Florida, but it has he, like, he was strictly Florida. And uh, there's an author named Daniel Woodrell who, um, I don't he's know, he's Miami, you, right? Uh, Daniel Woodrell is Ozarks, actually. He's the writer behind oh, Winter's Bone and all that stuff. So he's right, one okay. of my f- uh, he's like a writer that has flown under, continues to fly under the radar who is like a really underappreciated American writer. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know when we're going to be able to like talk about Ozark, um, you know, plot line and characters. Cause I, I mean, this is worthy of digging into like, we're going to come back to it. It's too soon.
0: I wouldn't want to spoil anything for any listeners. Yeah.
1: Because it's brand new.
0: But I don't like, know anyone. I haven't talked to anyone besides you who's been watching it actually.
1: Yeah, I I have talked to a couple of people who are like they're like I saw that and they're like what's up with that? And I'm like, dude, stop even stop whatever you're doing. If right. you're taking a piss, Clamp it off and fucking go (laughs) get the fucking (laughs) pinch that
0: shit off and go start to watch Ozark right now. Yeah, I I think it's it is seriously good quality. Like even the kids are good actors, which is really great. Which is hard to say about a lot of shows. His
1: daughter, I love the casting with her. Um, she's such an interesting face. Yeah, and like is just um. Just a f- great fresh talent. The 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 little boy is such a, a well developed character and like such an interesting character. And he plays. There's so much allegory with like the things that he gets into. Yeah. And his like his interests and the way that he changes when they move to the Ozarks. Yeah. Um. That that character is very deep. the, the little boy Jonah.
0: Yeah. I also appreciate that they're giving. It would be in a lesser show, it would be really easy to take, make the hillbilly characters to be very sort of condescending towards the like, the city folk are smart and the hillbillies are whatever. Oh, um, yeah, no. But no, there's like depth to those characters as well. And well, they're treated yeah. With empathy and humanity. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's not,
1: you know, as again, uh, you know, modern storytelling, we, you know, you, where you're blurring the lines between heroes and anti heroes, and and you know, bad guy, good guy like that's you know, the, you know the, those lines are being blurred, which is great. It's more like real life. Um, you know, have you noticed um, the title sequence, which is approximately four seconds long? Have you looked at the design in that? I can't say that I have noticed it, actually.
0: It's super subtle. So it's a big O that fills the screen. It gets split yeah, into four. Uh, I have seen that. I, I thought maybe I was missing something else. And then it fills in with... With some, with some uh, icons. Yeah.
1: Check it out the next time and look at the icons because they are pictures of, like, there's a snake and then a bottle and then a pipe and a and a other thing things icons that would fit in the Ozarks but they super it's unbelievable design they super subtly spell out Ozark hmm. like very subtly it's hmm. it's masterful design I didn't notice that that's interesting check it out it's it's super cool i c- i cannot wait to talk more about that we're going to have to put um like a timeline on it like if you're if you're listening and you haven't seen it i'd say Get going now because maybe not next next episode, but the one after we're going in. Deep dive. We gotta we have to because I can't hold it in
0: nice too much longer. Um How about any of the other stuff that Netflix has been putting out? you been Well, the I haven't started you- it yet, but the second season of the
1: fall just um came out, which um which you turned me on to.
0: Yeah. No, that's been out for a while. The second season? Yeah, the second, second season's
1: here. been out for a long time. Oh, motherfucker. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. See,
0: there's the algorithm fucking with yeah. me. I didn't even know. I thought you were going to say the se- second season of Last Chance U, which uh, that was which my did next just thing. come out. That was yeah. my next thing to talk about. Um, um, were you a fan of the first season? An enormous fan. Oh, yeah. I the, the second season is off to I've only watched the first half hour of the first episode, but mm-hmm. it's like it's awesome. Really? It is a complete return. They do this thing that's really interesting because they they uh, they allow the series to be self-aware that it's now a series, so it starts off with the coach sort of coming to terms with how seeing himself on the screen in the first episode or the first season, and dealing with that, and the show radio shows talking about the first season, the fact that they're back to record the second season. A which br- is great. A which brilliant is great. move, actually. You, you have to. You yeah. can't ignore it yeah. because
1: this is a small town. You know that he's watched 900 it.
0: people. Yeah. Even my Vivian, who is like uh, my younger daughter, who's six, was like 900 people. That is a tiny town. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it, I think the interesting – all I've seen is the trailer. And that character is so fl- – I mean, I talk about him like it's uh, – You know, written character, but he's a he's a real person, and he's as all of us are. He's flawed, but and to see someone laid bare, you know, on the screen, any of us would be, you know, and it's all in the editing. It's all in when you roll and when you don't, and how you in what context it's shown. Like documentaries can, you know, are extremely subjective.
0: Yeah. So, but all that said, that character. Yeah, I do appreciate that. The. his he's not picking a bone with how he was represented. He's picking a bone, or he is coming to terms with the fact that I don't like this person that I see. So he must. He must. Yeah. Kudos to the producers of this. He looked at it and said, "This is how I'm seeing." It's like holding up a mirror to myself, and I don't like what I see. They so, they show that clip in the trailer, by the way. Yeah, that, that he's okay. him him saying that. So that's a very important part of right. his past, and to his credit, like. Like I said, I've only watched like part of the first episode. He's, he seems like he has taken a step back and made some changes in the way he approaches how he interacts with the staff and how he interacts with the kids. That is, um, that is shown in the trailer. What's
1: also shown in the trailer is his counterpart who is the academic, uh,
0: liaison or sort of like the lady who's like helping wrangle the kids. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, you know, these are – for anybody who hasn't seen Last Chance You. Um, it is a documentary series. It, we jumped into this without much setup, so really quick. It's a documentary series about this uh, community college in Mississippi that is basically a safety net for at student-athletes that have run into trouble one way or the other in the NCAA. Yeah.
0: academic trouble – Trouble the law. Trouble with the law. Fail the piss test. Yep. Whatever drug, it may drug related be. Thing. This is basically their they take they go here to either step back into division one or sometimes even they go to the pros. You go D1,
1: NFL, or you go home.
0: Right. Those and are the three life paths. Kind
1: of over. Yeah. And they show each of those paths. In season one, you see all three of those things happen. Right. Um And it was a, it was a, it was, I I don't know if I can't, I don't know the numbers on it, but it was a cult, an enormous cult hit because, you know, just a cursory search, Google search, you know, last C auto fills with like last chance you, where are they now? Because the season ends, you know, they don't mean to, I don't think they set it up as a cliffhanger, but it's like, you know, they couldn't keep going forever right and it was like oh, what's happening with these fucking kids like cuz you felt like you were watching this in real time yep. and this is happening right now and it kind of was because like it's it, they're they're shooting and releasing very quickly you know that it's it's happening very i think pretty rapidly um i think you're probably one season behind is that right so yep. so you're watching now in 2017 you're watching last year's football season
0: Yep, I think that's so. Right. You're oh.
1: about five
0: months behind, yeah. which, in production time, that's really fast. By the way, this is a, a s- sort of a side note, but a very subtle thing. I think one of the most brilliant opening sequences in television. Oh, I don't remember it. It's the, the oh c- the drum corps the, the yeah the the it's the, like the East Mississippi marching band or whatever like playing the the song or whatever. It's so
1: good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah oh my god just the way
0: it's shot and the sound design and everything is just really good like really well way you done. hear the sticks clicking on the side of the snare and stuff like i that. forgot yeah. about that until you <laughs> said it yeah yeah it's remarkable
1: really fucking strong man and that is shit is hard to do Yeah. that is hard to do they weave those stories in really well like i got to do some homework and see who's producing that and like in watch some behind the scenes stuff because they do a masterful job of like, you know, of, you know, there's obviously there's the larger team and the path of the team. And, um, basically, you know, all of these student athletes are, they're, fucking superstars like the only reason they're at this shit community
0: college is because they tripped up yeah and blew there, something at a major school there's a guy in the second season that i think is like the pen penulti- or the not the penultimate the ultimate example of that because he's like this guy was already a superstar at a major college and what happened is in the off season like between seasons he gets in trouble, gets arrested arrested for a burglary and, like, theft of guns or something. Like, something pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this guy is, like, even a higher caliber of, like, this guy was, like, destined for the NFL. Path to the NFL. Yeah. So. Jesus. So the coach,
1: like, so these guys are playing in a division where... Like, if, wh- however, this program was developed. I don't remember how it was developed, but this this football program, I mean, at this school, which is like Southern Mississippi Community College, Eastern, 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 Eastern Mississippi, EMCC, yep. Eastern Mississippi Mississippi Community College. Um, I don't know how this program came to be, but this coach is fucking ruthless, and they play in a conference where they're like D three or something. Yeah. And they fucking dominate, and he yeah. rolls over teams, and he just fucking screams oh, like, the whole time. I mean, time. we're
0: talking like seventy-nine to zero sort of shit, eighty-three
1: to yeah. three, yeah, like ninety to seven. Like, like he's like, yeah. and he's screaming when they're up by fifty points because you yeah. blew this block I and you missed. Shock like, and awe. It's it is shock and awe. Yeah. It's fucking they just roll so is another interesting thing about it is like you not only see like what these players are going through, but like you see other teams where other teams are fucked, they're furious, they're like fuck you, like like this is bullshit. You can't fucking come in and like you've you
0: you have such a loaded deck, like this is completely unfair. Yeah. It's it's also then, I I mean, I don't know. Like what sort of sports you played? When I played elite sports, we had a coach who, if we were ahead in hockey by more than five goals, like he had a rule where um, eight people had to touch the puck before you could take a shot. Oh, you know, so it was you like, laid off. It was per- purposefully you. We will not run up the score on someone. Do not. No you reason. won't run up yeah. the score. Yeah.
1: Um. I like, never played elite sports, and I never would played on a winning team. So- <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot, I can't identify in any fashion. Right. Um. Uh, that sounds right for like where you, because uh, I know where you played and like, I don't know the yeah. league or anything, but that sounds right for what you were, where you were at and yeah. and the part of the, in the sport. And I can see that. Um,
0: but this is, uh, this is like. Southern football. Well the like, the point and, and I can I can kind of understand because the point is the point of the shock and awe and the running up the score is these kids need attention from these division one schools and they need to stand out. That's right. So they need to put as many points, as many yards, as many like they need incredible seasons to prove they're ready to step back into the top level. That's exactly right. And you don't, you're not going to get that by
1: laying, like sitting back when you're up by 60. Like you need to be able to show, like, even if you're, you know, blowing somebody out of the water, you need to be able to put your, your, you know, your show on display. Like yep. people, co- like, You know, scouts need to be able to see what you're up to and your moves.
0: So for sure,
1: people get pissed though.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see just the like the amount of content that Netflix is putting out. It's got to be. It'd be interesting to be at a traditional network and see the the dent in attention. Oh my god, the deficit of attention that suddenly you're feeling. Um, and it's interesting because uh, this last weekend. Uh, Nicole's parents took the girls, and we had a chance to go to a really awesome restaurant in Minneapolis. Sorry for anyone who doesn't listen to Minneapolis here, but have you been to Young Joni yet? No, no, I heard it was great. So uh, Young Joni is a restaurant here in Minneapolis that was started by this woman, Ann Kim, who's a local woman who has some uh, uh, pizzeria called Pizzeria Lola yeah. that's gotten international attention. Or na- sorry, national attention. It's gotten written up in the New York Times. Yep. Um, yeah korean american so she has opened uh uh a couple other restaurants this restaurant young Joni, is her uh most recent one and it's a wood-fired oven where she's doing kind of korean food and pizza uh at the same time it is uh the interior design was done by i don't know if have you ever been to a restaurant called jolina in abbott kinney in la no Same interior designer that did Jelena, which is, like, probably the most famous restaurant in that Abbot Kinney neighborhood of L.A., Um, which is unusual for, like, a restaurateur to bring a designer from L.A. to, like, do the interior oh, of a restaurant very, is, yeah. This is, is this in town. northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. You know, which is, for anyone who's not from here, a part of town that's, like, very much up and coming, becoming, like, a hip neighborhood, but, like, not the fanciest neighborhood by any stretch no, it's college. of the imagination. College is up there. Blue collar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good food. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, was, I was really impressed with the food, yeah. Um, what did you have that was not pizza and was Korean? Uh, We had, we actually had uh, a lamb sausage, like lamb kebab sausage thing that was more of a, uh, um, like I guess a Moroccan dish or something. I wouldn't say that's a Korean dish, but really good. And then we had um, a a wood-fired cauliflower dish with shishito peppers and some other kind of peppers mixed in and Really good. The pie we had was awesome. Um, uh, You know, I'm gluten-free. Like, gluten-free pizza crust is fucking terrible. Yep. Except theirs is really good. Really? Actually. Like, to the point where, you know, like, you still notice. It doesn't quite taste the same, but it's by far the best gluten-free pizza crust I've ever had. Really? So, really nice pie. Fennel sausage. You oh, know, yeah. Really... uh Perfect amount of, like, fresh uh, mozzarella. So this is an Italian pie, like an Italian style. Yeah, more like a Neapolitan, Neapolitan style. Yeah, wood-fired pie. Okay. Really good. Anyway, after that, we went to see a movie that I've been wanting to see that I've been hearing a lot about called The Big Sick. I don't know if you heard about this. I have. Camille Nanjani from Silicon Valley, who's uh, the Pakistani comedian, uh, Pakistani-American comedian, and... Um, I have even wanted to see this. I actually went to... He and his wife, this woman, Emily V. Gordon, host a uh, stand-up comedy series that's also a uh, like a podcast-slash-sort-of-streamed YouTube thing called The Meltdown that's in the back of a comic book shop in L.A. Oh,
1: yeah. So uh, the me- Meltdown is on Sunset. I love that comic book shop.
0: Yes. It's, it's amazing, actually. It's so and good. The comedy thing, when we were there... Um, John Hamm was in the audience. Really, the Sklar brothers dropped in. Uh, this British comedian, Jimmy, a Jimmy Carr, dropped in. Okay, and was just like testing out material. Like you just saw these amazing comics dropping in and testing out material. It was unbelievable. Anyway, this movie, The Big Sick, is about how Camille Nanjiani and his wife Emily V. Gordon met and ended up falling in love and getting married. Oh yeah. And that's I don't think anyone right. knows it's actually a real story when they watch it, but this has been like a breakout indie hit. Like it's 97 or 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um it is a really really good romantic comedy, but I almost hate to call it a romantic comedy because I don't know that there's been a film that's quite been made like this. Yeah, that's actually what I've read about
1: it. Is that people have said kind of the same thing. They're like it's not rom com. It's like, it, it's much deeper than that, you know? It is much
0: deeper. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure they took dramatic the trailers and moved some things around. and But it is the story of like, this actually happened to them. So what happens is like that the two of them meet. Kamil Nanjani comes from a very traditional Pakistani Muslim family. He's being sort of like, uh, set up for an arranged marriage, but he's leading this very sort of American life. You know, he grew up here, he's trying to be a stand-up comedian. Um he's yeah. dating American women. Um uh, and uh so it's it is really, really well done. It's really good. Oh I, man. I highly recommend it to, you know, like we watched it, we came home with um Nicole's my wife's mother never goes to see movies. She does not like, really like movies. I think she goes to see maybe two, and I'm talking about including videos watched at home. I think she sees two or three movies a year. Oh, wow. She went, uh, we sent Nicole's parents the next day after we saw it, and they loved it. Really? Yeah, I think this movie has like, it's that wide of an appeal. And that's, I think, why it's doing so well at the box office. Sure. And, you know, congrats sure. to Camille Nanjani for, I think he and his wife wrote it. Uh, I think he really? di- may- maybe directed it. Oh, he Definitely, that's obviously stars in it. Um, she does not play herself; she's played by uh, someone else. Okay, she's not an actress. Um, uh-huh. they have an awesome podcast together, by the way. I'm not sure really? if they're still doing it because maybe he's too busy. But they have a podcast called the In the Indoor Kids. Um, it's okay. about like nerdy game shit. You know, like D and D and board games and shit like that. So. Killer, yeah, you know
1: I saw the trailer because I'm constantly on that uh, Apple TV on their trailer app, right? Like for hours, Jack and I will watch trailers for movies <laughs> for hours. Yeah, Um like we'll go through the whole thing because he'll—I mean, I say hours because he'll make me watch the one for fucking Cars three like <laughs> ten times in a fucking row. Like he'll right. scream like again. And I'm like, we just fuck you know, like yeah. you just watched it, you know. But he's three, so. Anyway, um, I'm dying to I'm dying to see that flick. Um, I haven't I haven't been to the theater in some time. Um, I'll tell you, or I'll ask you rather, if you know about the new HBO series that is due to premiere in. Are you talking about the
0: Pe- George Pelicanos? Pelicanos? Of course, I know about it. Okay, all right. George Pelicanos is my main man I know he is and when I saw it I was like
1: holy shit I can't wait to talk to
0: Frost about this like (laughs) what the fuck I mean David Simon and George Pelicanos like dude, doesn't matter it's the wire and fucking like yeah oh my those are the two main people behind the wire basically yeah for anyone who doesn't know George Pelicanos is an American crime fiction writer Uh, he actually started off his career bringing films over like he's partially responsible for bringing some of the John Wu films into right. the United States um, he is an American crime writer he writes all of his novels are based in DC in different eras of DC all of his novels are solid like you you won't go wrong picking up any of them some of the early ones like a little rough around the edges but like in a good way um, hmm. he's his later novels have much more polished maybe not in such a good way but still very solid um, he, uh, was one of the showrunners with Michael Simon on the wire and he's responsible for bringing in all of the crime fiction talent to that series. Yeah. So all the people like Dennis Lehane, who's a very similar crime writer, but f- writes about Boston, um, the dude who a lot of the wire was inspired by who, God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name who wrote, um, who's a New uh, York-based writer, crime writer, wrote, um, oh, God, what is the, fuck, I can't believe I'm blanking on this guy's name. Yeah, me too. I know exactly who you mean. Spike Lee made a very famous book out of one of, a very famous movie out of one of his books. Anyway. Well, you you always remember. You'll remember a little bit. So, anyways... So you basically have the two people who are responsible for um the best the creation of the wire on TV doing a new series together. So yeah, of course. And what George Pelicanos does better than anyone else is he can take the the mood and the sort of essence of an era and a place and translate that into fiction. Yeah. So the fact that they're taking this like it's it's kind of like a period take. Like I trust Pelicanos to do that almost better than anyone else.
1: It's almost as if they're looking to atone for um whatever that uh what Tremay? No oh. No Which that was a drag, but um for the uh the the rock and roll show that lasted one season. The one that Scorsese directed the first one and Mick Jagger was an executive producer. Oh fucking Whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. is like, I mean, I
0: which I was right. Like it had, uh, Bobby Cannavale yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, um, which looked like it was going to be really good. And like then, period, like yeah. a period piece. Um, that's the thing that's probably scaring, going to scare a lot of people off from this. David Simon, Pelicanos. If
1: you, but I mean, it, I think that
0: those names draw enough. Even like, if you have any <laughs> doubt that. Um, George Pelicanos wrote this novel called King Sucker Man that is about, like, the 60s, uh, like, late 60s era of Detroit, with, like, the sole sort of black exploitation kind of era of... Sorry, I said Detroit, I meant D.C. Of D.C. That, like, P. Diddy was, like, crazy to option this thing and turn it into a movie. There's a famous story where... um, Pelicanos basically told P. Diddy to fuck off to his face because he wanted to make all these changes to the he like he fundamentally didn't understand the book and wanted to make all these super like very egregious changes to the characters. Yeah. In this way that was just completely fucked with and was counter to the, to the narrative of the story and the message of the book. And he basically was like, told this guy to told Diddy to fuck off to his face and bought the, took the rights back and gave all the money back. Really? Yeah. Fucking rad. So,
1: so good. Um, and, and it looks like, I mean, I know very little about it. All I saw was a trailer, um, after watching the first episode of game of thrones. Right. Um, yeah. which I just watched for the first time last night, only seen the first episode. Oh, um, and let's talk about that in a minute. Um, but watching it, I was like, I was like, oh god, look at that! Like, like you just see the, um, just seeing the photography. I was like, holy shit, that looks fucking great! And then I was like, oh my god, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, who I've got a massive fucking crush on, and she's the only one that I'm. That's my get out of like I'm free to bang really? Maggie Gyllenhaal, and oddly enough, like. Beth's free to bang Jake Gyllenhaal. If Sherry gets, I feel like I have a better chance of banging Maggie Gyllenhaal than she has of banging Jake Gyllenhaal. So I feel like this is a good deal for me because she's never going to get him. I feel like Maggie Gyllenhaal. I may have a shot. I could. I could maybe. I feel like I could maybe bang her. She might. She might go for a guy like me.
0: Um, she's not as big of a star as her brother. I'm trying to. What is the show called? I'm trying to. Also, it's, it's called get, the Deuce. The Deuce, and it's yeah, it's with what's his fuck, and he plays two characters in it. James Franco. Yes. Yeah. He, you know, kind of a bummer. I, I know everyone like loves to hate on him. Um, I I, I gained some respect for him from eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, me too. I got I gained
1: I gained some respect from for that, Um and I never like fully fully hated him. Um I like. What was that movie when he played the the um, the pimp in like Panama City, um, Corn Rose Grill, driving some like fucking trashy ass fucking like bump and donk fucking white <laughs> Chrysler? I forget, I forget the name of it. That was actually I kind of dug that movie, but. Some of i don't know like he, I, i'm not he, the, he's not a terrible actor no, he's not, he's that not bad. without talent he's not that bad he's not yeah. that bad I, I mean given him like a role where he has to basically i mean in a in a time it's it's funny that it's happening at a time right after the third season of fargo where a masterful you know like somebody in in recent i can't remember an actor doing as great of a job playing two different roles, yeah. Um, and then now he's gonna do it, in this like that that causes some concern yeah. for me.
0: The only, uh, I totally agree. You uh, and McGregor in the third season of Fargo might be the best. The only only thing that would put up head to head against it is. Um, Legend, oh, uh, where what god, why am I blanking on this dude's name? He's the dude who's in Dunkirk as well, he's in like every yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking movie, the it, British it, actor, right? Um, yeah, why? Oh god, I can't believe I'm blanking uh. on this dude's name. Um, he plays both the Cray brothers, yes, and uh, that's
1: actually really good. That he, he's he's does a great job with that. But, um, so, yeah, so the deuce is, it looks to be, from the trailer, it looks to be about, um, like, mid-70s sexploitation. Um, I think that's kind of where it's... Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. That's it. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, is that where that movie sits? Is in the sexploitation? Yes. Um, like, so this is, it looks to be, like, like 74. Porn, drugs. 73, 74. Yep. Um, and um, just looks rad as fuck, dirty yeah. as shit, location <laughs> heavy, like oh man, yeah. that thing looks so fucking good. Yeah, it's really greasy. Yeah, um, super psyched for that. Super psyched for that. So um, have you seen the first season of uh, the first uh,
0: episode of Game of Thrones? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I'm current on Game of Thrones.
1: Which Are there two or There's three? Two. There's two. two so far. Okay.
0: Um. So, like I said, just
1: watch the first one last night. And am I right that there is a sort of kind of mini um season of six episodes or seven episodes and then another of the same six or seven episodes happening after this one?
0: I have no idea. I haven't been following... That close, well, to what's honest. his fuck,
1: David Beno-, Beno Benioff? Benioff, thank you. Um, he in an interview said that like they they're gonna split the season. Well, he, they're gonna split the season, but it, more to the point, his he and his partner Andy. I thought
0: it was D B. That's it. Weiss. D B. Like Andy yeah. he be G B. Yeah. Sorry,
1: um, that's him. D B. Weiss. Um. They had agreed that, like, you know, at looking at it and sort of setting the scope for, like, wh- how how long are we going to give ourselves to tell this story? They right. decided on 73 hours. Um, wow. And they're like, 73, <laughs> 74 hours is yeah. what we're going to give ourselves. When you say it out loud, it's fucking yeah. insane. It is insane. Yeah. Um, holy shit. Yeah. Um. Because you look back on, like, when you think of, like, a film, like, some of, like, the, you know, you look at, like, films that are super long, like, um, like, is is it the Happy Life, the Osu Yasujiro, um, like, eight hour epic, you know, it's like, sitting down to watch, like, and I I haven't watched it, to be honest, or, you know, an eight-hour film is like really long, but that's Hell a, yeah. It's one sitting, like right. It's a long time. Um, or uh, sh- um, what's the uh the concentration camp um, documentary that is seven hours long? Oh shit!
0: Um, I have not seen it.
1: <laughs> oh, how the fuck am I blanking on this? It's
0: I can't believe I am blanking on that, but um. Jesus. The closest I've ever come to that is on like Christmas break home from grad school. I did sit in a room with a bunch of people who watched the entire Beatles anthology documentary. Oh really? Yeah. We watched from first episode all the way through. We watched the entire thing. Wow. Which is that's probably eight, that's nine. Good. Hours that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah. When we like good took good a nine break nine for hours. dinner or whatever. But that's fun. It was amazing. Yeah. 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 I did that with um.
1: That Adam Curtis um, documentary, which he has a new documentary out, um, but the uh, the Century of the Self, um, which is like six hours, hmm. uh, it's a, it's a series. Any at any rate, fucking enormous digression. Sorry. Um, the but by the way, Adam Curtis Century of the Self will need to return to that because that's required viewing. If anybody hasn't seen that. Especially if you work at all in the fields of psychology or marketing, then you're – that's at the top of your list. Um, but the first um, episode of Game of Thrones, um, knowing that we're at cl- closing in on the end here, you know, so – and I remember doing the math or reading that, yeah, it's like six or seven episodes here for a somewhat half season and then another kind of, you know – Half season after that, we'll close out the entire um, yeah. series. The first episode is a lot. I, I mean, they needed to bring us back in, but nothing happens. There's a lot. Yeah. Nothing happens,
0: I and mean, that's typical. Well, I know. To be fair,
1: it's not, I don't. A to be say, fair, no. the
0: whole thing opens on like a a like cold open of finally. The chickens coming home to roost on the whole red wedding. Um, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And that um, was really but, but that well was, done. But
1: that was that seed was planted. Um, it, like it, it kind of finished it off because she kills right
0: him at the end of yeah. last season, which they remind you in the like previously on. Which yeah. is good, because a lot of people probably would have been confused about what is even happening here.
1: Yeah. And then, t- that, but yeah, that, oh, that cold open. Still
0: very satisfying. Because you're
1: like, because, you know, it, it's enormously satisfying. Because Beth and I were both like, whoa, 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 whoa. She, we know that he, like, is, so, you know, yeah. okay, so we're obviously in flashback land. So we're flashing back, because we know that he's dead. So we're watching it. We're like, okay, so this is a flashback. And then it all goes down. And then you're like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> you fucking... That was actually the only reveal yeah. of the whole episode, um, which I'm, I'm not really hugely disappointed by, but I'm surprised by. Like, because they need to, like, fish or cut bait because there are a lot of loose ends to be wrapped up here. And, and I wouldn't want too much to happen at once. Like, everything deserves – everything has been paid – it's so it has so much attention paid to it and it's been so rich like you want to make sure that they close things
0: off in the proper way with yeah. and, and give it its due you know well you should watch the second episode cuz there's some yeah there's some fairly epic shit that happens in the second episode yes. so i'm i'm going to watch it tonight yeah yeah um the so for people who haven't read the books this is like we're we're on the cusp of a pretty significant cultural moment for i mean there are people you have to understand that george rr R. martin has been writing these books for several decades yeah so that for there there are people out there when now the show is ahead of the books that's right so for there are some people who may like i'm not one of them i've only i only picked up these books you know maybe three years before the shows came out okay um but there are people who have been literally following this universe and these characters for 20 years. 25 years, and Jesus. it's about to come to a close.: Before, he's done writing the novels, before he's done. Yeah. because and he
1: made in no uncertain terms that it clear that, you know, I'll help you finish the series, but you're not setting the path for me with my novels. No. Yeah, so the novels may take a completely different
0: path than what the series does, and that that's, right, and that's been true up until now as well. I mean, not only are you missing tons and tons of key information, like there's all of the stuff that's happening with the Greyjoys and the Iron Islands, like there's way more detail and way more texture to you can only imagine to all of that stuff. And there are also things, and I, hopefully this isn't a spoiler because I think they've just decided to depart from this. Like Catelyn Stark is alive in the books. The the fucking mother, yeah, dude. Yeah. With she has a big scar across her throat and she can't talk. Guess what, fucker? It's a fucking enormous fucking spoiler. No. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I don't. I don't think that they're going to bring her back in the series. Is oh. what I'm saying. I think they've they are like Jesus Christ. There's, there's too many threads we can't cover. I skip a beat here. Yeah. I, thought, I, I mean, I'm hoping that they're not like just waiting to bring that a, a, about. So she comes back like Lord of Light type of shit. She is okay, so you know the guy who is those like weird band of fucking dudes that the hound is with, where there's the guy who keeps coming back after Yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, yeah. Be, she becomes the leader of those guys. Who is that dude with the
1: fucking eye patch that he's hanging with?
0: Like who where where did where were they a al- lot who were they aligned so with? Th- once again, that is much clearer in the books. They're like this sort of last stand of resistance against um the Lannisters after the Lannisters take over all of the south and they're connected to the Lord of Light but they're this band of outsiders who's kind of living underground and they end up uh, so what happens is in the Red Wedding they slit Catherine's Catelyn's throat they throw her in the river they end up fishing her out of the river and she's whether it's connected to the Lord of Light or she's just like some miracle like she mm-hmm. is alive she cannot talk and she's got these big stitches over her throat but Brad. she becomes the like figure like the female leader figurehead of this out band of like troops that one assumes in the books at some point is going to connect with Jon Snow and you know his what forces you ima- would, imagine. would imagine yeah And and none of that has happened yet but there's also other stuff like there is a Targaryen son who is alive and like the other side of the world. And he's being taken to be, you know, basically be married to Daenerys and, um, take over her army as like the male lead. And they're going to get married. It's her brother. Um, another brother. It's a a brother. Yes. So her brother that there was one that got killed. And then there's there's another, a, a brother who was like, who was a, like last, like a baby when the Mad King was killed and was he like bailed. Um, Varus like t- took him away and hit him away, oh. and you know. Yeah, so there's all just, sorts of shit that the front of the books that they are not you can doing only, in the series. You have to streamline, and of course, sort you of, you of do. cut it down. Of course you do. So I don't. What I'm saying is I don't think for people who are reading the books, like there's still tons of stuff that are you know you're going to see you're going to be revealed or extra stuff that's going to happen. It's a big commitment to read those books. They're each like 1300 pages or something. And how many other, I think we're on like eight, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're What talking, the fuck? So, speaking of... Not just <laughs> completely me. transition out of um, Game of Thrones, but speaking of massive tomes, I have been, for the last, oh, I don't Jesus, know how long, Are you serious I've been reading that? rereading It by Stephen King. Really? Yeah. I am on, like, I am over a thousand pages, and I'm at, like, 66% on my Kindle. Oh, my God. Yeah. That book, though, I have to say, that book is amazing. Really? Yeah. I forgot. I think I read it when I was in like freshman or sophomore and undergrad. Yeah. And I haven't revisited since then. The reason why I'm rereading it is because there's a movie that's about to come out. Yeah, I saw it. Um, That looks really great. There was a, a mini series, like TV series yep. at one point. Um, it was rough. It was on TV. I saw it somewhere recently and watched part of it, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I, this movie looks really good." Oh, cool! So I'm excited for that. It's got one of the kids from Stranger Things, and then a bunch of other ki- other kids. Um, I don't know how do you te- how you tell that story in like a m- movie length? Yeah, because it, it's so long. I never read it, but like I knew.
1: I watched the series. Yeah, And it was like – and you could tell just by – and I watched it when I was young. I mean, that came out in the 80s. Yeah. Um, And even then, I was so little, like I knew – I mean, I guess I probably didn't. I was too young to watch it when it came out. But that's a nice thought about being that young. Um, But even like when I did see it, I was like – I didn't, I didn't know what an adaptation was, but I could tell, like, this is probably not really what happens in the book. Right. You know, I was like, this is kind of, this kind of blows. Yeah. Um, you know, even as a kid.
0: Well, I think they found a director who they worked for a really long time, and um, I think they got definitely the mood and the tone of it right, and I'm sure they found at least kid actors that really bring it to justice. I'm wondering if they didn't just decide to focus on the kid part of the story, as opposed to because what happens in this book is there's a narrative that happens in the past, and you're kind of finding out through the lens of the future what has happened as these people re- kind of recollect as adults in this town to sort of face this force again, right? Right, right, right. That has that kind of resurges every 26, 27 years. Um, that they thought they had destroyed, but evidently haven't. Um, so I'm wondering if they don't just decide to focus on the kid part of it. And that's the way that they streamlined it, but huh, interesting. Who knows? Anyway, what reading this book has reminded me is Stephen King is an unfucking, believably talented writer. Um, did you just see something recently
1: in the news? Um, it showed up in one of my feeds about, um, the story about when there was one dude who like uncovered his like alter ego. That knew oh, about Richard Bachman. Yeah, yeah the Bachman and, books. and he and Stephen King like wrote <clears throat> wrote him a letter and or called him or something like that and he's like, okay,
0: you know I'm Richard Bachman, I know I'm Richard Bachman. What are we going to do about this? Did, did do you know about this story? No, I mean I know the story of the Bachman, the Bachman books, which are have become some of his most famous. Like Running Man came out of the Bachman books. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've read that. There's a really brilliant novella from the Bachman books called The Long Walk that I wish someone would make into a movie. I remember that's seeing that. Really yeah. fucking good.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So basically, what happened was he. Had so many hit books so early on in his career that he lost faith. He started to lose faith that things work was good. His work was good, and he was he was things were just getting published because it had his name on it. So he decided to write a series of books or novellas under a pseudonym and see if he could get them published without people knowing it was Stephen King. Then, of course, it came to light. Like not in the same. Like, the same time frame as that whole fucking J.K. Rowling. Like, I'm going to write this literary novella, and then they All leaked, right. like, before it was even published, that it was J.K. Rowling. Not like that. Right. Like, these were actually published under he another w- name, and had been out, and were actually selling and doing well. Even and, people at the publishing house, like, there was one person that knew. Like, they kept
1: it a secret from everyone. Right. Yeah. It was a legit, like, not nom de guerre. Uh, yeah. Uh Nom de plume. Numb de plume. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Um. He's a bad motherfucker. He's yeah. Big Red Sox fan. <laughs> there you go. Big Sox fan. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you think of... Look at that dude's career. First, first of all, oh he's God. been cranking out hit after hit after hit for, like, decades and decades and decades. Yeah, like and poetry, not only that, he... <laughs> Uh, turned helped his son become a acclaimed, super successful, um, fiction writer.
1: How so? How do you help?
0: Him? Uh, just like in well, craft, assu- learning one the assumes craft, he t- helped teach him the craft because the, his son Joe Hill writes very much like the s- stories feel like different, but enough similar that obviously Stephen King like it feels like there was some apprenticeship there interesting for sure well that's cool i know you're a fan yeah you've you've always said that he stands on his own for sure yeah um so i just i just reading this i'm just like holy shit like the way there is i'm a thousand pages in and i never i didn't i don't feel like a page of this book has ever been a chore
1: what in the fuck
0: i mean that cannot be said of anna karenina
1: there's like right, 150
0: yeah. pages on farming in Anna Karenina that are incredibly tedious.
1: Yep, and that's
0: when I bailed. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's right? shit in Moby Dick that's like incredibly what tedious. What the fuck are you, you doing, dude? Yeah, yeah, why are you doing this to me? So. I th- I think he doesn't get enough credit for how good of a writer he is and how good he is at characterization and building characters and building tension because he's a genre fiction writer yeah. instead of a literary writer. But he can, this dude can outright, you know, Colson Whitehead or whoever you want to yeah. fucking whatever literary darling you want to, Jonathan Safran Foyer, whoever you want to put him up against. Yeah. Um, he's as good of a writer, if not better than any of those people. Yeah, right. And like you say, it doesn't get his just due because he's genre. I mean, Charles Dickens was a genre writer and was shit on, like, during his time. I would say Stephen King, you know, we don't, uh, because of the state of our culture or whatever, like, no writer, you know, with the exception of, the rare exception of a J.K. Rowling or whatever, is going to be held up as a hero. But Stephen King, um, you know, for our time, is like the Charles Dickens of our time. He is, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, prolific to the point of, like, you can't even fucking believe,
1: like you said. I yeah. mean, he is fucking, he's just a hit machine.
0: Yeah, 100%. One
1: after the other. Fuckers has got chops,
0: man. Absolutely. How old is he? Early 70s? Yeah, I would assume I he's so. like my parents' age. yeah. So, uh... What else you got? You
1: know, I got something. Let me drop this in here. Okay. Like... Yeah. Real quick. So far out of context. I got to drop it in quick. Um, last time, um, last episode, I don't know, I don't remember if we talked about the dinner that we had before we recorded. Um, because we had Kaya here. Yeah. And you guys made a delicious dinner. I don't think we did talk about it, actually. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, Eric made this delicious smoked pork shoulder, yep. which was fucking fabulous. Kaya made this there's a name for it I don't fucking know, what, I don't remember what the fucking name is but it was a lentil, quinoa potato, onion Sort
0: of um, pilaf, yeah. You know what I mean. I've made it since this dinner. Actually, I made it for Nicole when she came back into town, and How Nicole's was it? crazy for this for this thing. Okay, it is a magical combination of like this is something that's like this will this no, this piece of knowledge will serve you for the rest of your life. Okay, I made it last night. I butt fucked that thing last night. Oh, like, seriously, I ruined it. I ruined it. Hers- I made it, and it turned out
1: exactly. Fuck you. Are you serious? Yeah. God damn you. Cause I like, <laughs> cause I loved it. It was so delicate and so like yeah. a, a, one of those things that was just like a magical mixture of ingredients that just like come together without fuss or muss and just like blend together and was fucking delightful and light and was, it was a fucking, it was beautiful. Yeah. So I went in with my goddamn, I'm sweating onions down. Yep. And as I'll do, I start fucking ham fisting my way in there like a fucking just stupid Portuguese, and I come in with fucking, oh, well, you know what? Maybe a little... I know she had turmeric, so let me hit it with some turmeric, and I fucking pound it with turmeric. I'm like, well, then ginger... I pound it with fucking ginger, then I pound it with fucking... And then I was like, I think fennel kind of goes with this. Like, she didn't have it, but I'm like, fennel might fit in here. And then... And then, like I, I, I rinsed my lentils like she said to do, and I added those in, and I and the quinoa and like, and then I made it, and I was just like, it, it's good, it, it's well, it, it's okay, I, I, it, it's. It's edible. I'm eating it because I mean, it came out to be so fucking much. Like I had a cup of lentils and a cup of quinoa yeah. with a potato and it's just fucking enormous. I'm going to be eating it all week. Yeah. I'm the only one in the house that's going to touch it, but it's so heavy. Hers was so light and fucking
0: like. Oh yeah. Was yours light? Yeah. What
1: the fuck, man? What did I do so, wrong?
0: I don't know. Here, here's, this is exactly what I did. Please. So I'll, please. I'll describe it to people. I just followed the, so here's what I did. I used maybe like a uh, half of an onion, chopped, diced it fine put it in um, some olive oil, started sweating it down, uh, diced two small red potatoes, got them, like, you know, very small chunks. Yeah, she had put, them nice and Put small. them in. Then I hit it with cumin. And I actually, like, I think she used all the turmeric we had, so I didn't have any turmeric, so I used a little curry powder. Okay. Not, like, a ton. Oh, I also put in a little bit of fresh ginger, but I think, actually, like... The girls didn't like it because I think it was a little too ginger forward. She used ginger though, yeah. So I like I liked it. So I put in like a, a little, like a little, you know, maybe like a tiny couple tiny slivers diced up of okay. ginger. All right. Then um, cooked so you're all that, that cooked down. all that. Yeah, maybe ten minutes. Cooked all that, um, and then what I did was I put in a cup of quinoa. I did not rinse the red lentils. I put in a cup of red lentils. Were you blowing ass? No. That's what Keen, that that's what Kai that's what Kai said. Yeah. She said you'll blow ass if you don't rinse your lentils. No. And then what I did was <laughs> instead of putting just water in, I put um I used the uh uh what's it called Stock? it's, it's a vegetable stock um vegetable bouillon cube that sure. you get at Whole Foods. It's like the I can't remember. It's it's uh it's in a, it comes in a yellow box with a green sort of brand Noel. name on it no it's not Noel okay it's um oh god what uh, god why can't I remember this anyways that's not, not gonna make uh, or break it you're not I, just telling I put me. in I put in vegetable so stock it's not water yeah
1: how much what, what was it what was your what, how, how, what was your ratio of lentil
0: quinoa mix to water I put in four cups wait a minute you put four cups of what four cups of stock to how much? To one and one. So one cup of one cup cu- red lentils, one cup quinoa, four cups of liquid. <laughs> okay. Keep and uh, cooked it for like, you know, red lentils will take at least 45 minutes, if not an hour, to break down. So I cooked it for like roughly 50 minutes. Turned the heat off, covered it in towels like she did, and just let it sit. Oh, I forgot about that part. And um, Nicole came home. We pulled it off. It's still like steaming, fucking piping hot. We stirred up, served up bowls. Of this we both ate multiple bowls.
1: Light and fluffy.
0: Yeah, It was Fuck really you. good. <laughs> Man, how was my shit? Fucking so heavy. Maybe you didn't use enough liquid. I used. Fucking so little liquid! I used a cu- I used
1: literally so I had a cup of lentils and a cup of quinoa, um, a, uh, a whole onion, but everything else was the same except for our
0: seasonings. Dude, you use four cups of liquid.
1: No, dude, I used fucking like I used, I used two and a half cups. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, what's why? What's the difference? Like, how is that going to make my shit heavier? then and yours lighter if you stuff have, isn't cooked did you well all right well did you cook it with a lid on and simmering yeah. yeah
0: so my shit isn't cooked is what you're telling me red lentils absorb a shitload of liquid but these are not they're not hard they're soft
1: they feel cooked i'm going to bring it for lunch tomorrow and you're going to have to try it and all fucking right. tell me so i don't know but I couldn't stop thinking about it. I'm like, I gotta fucking do this again because this is like what I, I couldn't f- when stop thinking when I put about
0: four it. cups of liquid in with the stock it, it did not cups. look like it did not look like a shitload of liquid there was I when I when we opened this thing up, it was not like there was a bunch of fucking liquid left in there. all the liquid was gone forty five and you had it on dead low um I wouldn't say like yeah, I mean I had it on a low simmer after it kind of came up to heat or whatever fucker well i'll tell you what i'm doing it till i get it right (laughs) it is an amazing this thing for anyone who listens this thing is an amazing base to like serve you serve a like a like we served a like a roasted uh smoked pork pulled pork shoulder over it oh but you could serve anything of this you could cook grill a salmon and serve salmon over it it's like a nice sort of like light multi there's something about the combination of the red lentil the two grain like the legume and the grain coming coming together with the quinoa and the red lentil that's magic
1: it's magic it's, it's it's light and grainy but the lentil gives it like enough like a little richness crisp or pop or something in like, that. like well i think the crispness is from the quinoa but the, yeah, the lentils quinoa. make it yeah, rich
0: right. make it yep that's right
1: um but like I've been I've been eating the same thing like the last all I've eaten for 2 days is an iteration of what we had that night. Like I I I smoked like some chicken breast on the bone to try and get back to it and I made this thing like that night and I'm like oh motherfucker this isn't right. And now I'm just eating it like I've got this fucking huge container. So you we're we're having it. I'm you're trying it tomorrow. <laughs> all right. And yeah. we'll see what the fuck I don't know. But anyway, Kaya, I'm like if I can't get it from, from this kid, you're gonna have to fucking you're yeah. gonna have to give me fly a,
0: back and teach a master class. St- I'll, I'll have, yeah, yeah, something. I don't know. Because yeah. it's fucking magic. All anyway.
1: right.
0: Well I think I think we'll call it
1: there for this. Let's episode. call it there. This was fun. It was it was a good yeah. one. It was nice to talk about so much new stuff, man. Yeah. Maybe next episode I mean, you know, Eric always says, I mean, we are dying to hear from you guys, like you know, request lines are open. Um, if you got something you want to hear about, like if you have like a, a a topic that you'd like for us to cover off on, like I mean, Eric's fucking he he reads every fucking thing, and I can I'll sit here and poke holes in it if you want. Like just fucking <laughs> dial something up and um, yeah, like well, it would be great. Like I would love to hear like if you know from any listener, like anything you want, fucking. Like you choose, except I think I don't think we'll I don't think we're gonna go into politics. Like we're not we're not gonna no. talk about politics, but no way. like arts and in sciences and entertainment like, and yeah. entertainment. Let's let's stick in that in there, like the you know, it's open. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll attack it if you if you request it, one hundred percent. And yeah, if you want to, the easiest way to probably hit us up um, is. Go hit us up on Twitter at GLO Podcast. Um, yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thanks very much. As always, thanks to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering uh, assistance. And thanks to the audience out there for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.